Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> B-F-F-T. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the bald-faced truth. Well, we've talked a lot about Pac-12 expansion. Will it be SMU? Will it be UNLV? Will it be San Diego State? Is Rice in this thing? What's going on with Boise State and Fresno State? They don't move the needle for a lot of people. But San Diego State has done some things in the last couple of few years that have helped position that university for possible inclusion. The academic side of the campus, they've added a doctorate degree that you can earn on campus. The presidents and chancellors of the Pac-12 love that. From the sports side, they've added Snapdragon Stadium. But there's nobody more qualified to talk about what San Diego State is, what they could be, and how they fit than our next guest. Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Do you know Hacksaw? He's been on this show before, and people in Southern California will know him as the sportscaster, radio show host based in San Diego. Hacksaw and Hayworth in the mornings on San Diego Sports Leader, the mighty 1090 for days. Hacksaw has been a fixture in Southern California, hosting a daily four-hour talk show for about 19 years there. And, uh, you know, Hacksaw Hamilton writing and still at it, joining us now live via satellite. How are you, sir? John, nice to chat with you. You kind of covered the waterfront in terms of all the all the topics on the table. Uh, this is such an intriguing time uh, in the Pac-12 conference. I think it's an enormously challenging time for the new commissioner, George Klyovkov, obviously to clean up the mess that Larry Scott left behind. And I think it's a very much a troubling time because although I'm based here in San Diego, I do a lot of stuff out of Los Angeles. With the defection of USC and UCLA, the Big Ten, the bitterness that is kind of existing, I think, up and down the conference coast, and the whole that admit, everybody admits now takes place in the middle of Southern California in the Los Angeles market, which is going to kind of be vacant for the Pac-12. So there's a lot of angles to this story that we can cover in the next couple of minutes. So you take it where you want to take it. Now let's start with just the overall enthusiasm. You know, we think of San Diego as laid back. You can get, uh, you know, some uh, uh, great food there. You can see some waves, get some sand between your toes. How excited are people in San Diego, Lee, about the possibility of San Diego State finally getting to the Pac-12? Well, I think I think there should be a lot of excitement, but sadly, John, there's not. San Diego State football, for all the success it has had under Brady Hoke, Rocky Long, and now Brady Hoke a second time, has not been accepted in the community. It's absolutely stunning to me that after we lost the San Diego Chargers, and I was the voice of the Chargers for 13 years before I went to Seattle to, to do Seahawks radio play-by-play, but when the Chargers defected, I thought lock, stock, and barrel, the Charger fans left behind, 
would put their arms around a really good San Diego State football program, and it has not happened. It's not happened for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, Mountain West Conference, nobody identifies with Wyoming, Fresno State, Boise State, despite the fact some of those schools play pretty good football. And I happen to think the landscape of the Mountain West has changed because of the transfer portal. There are a lot of quarterbacks that are showing up on these campuses that are making these teams really competitive. But San Diego, the fans, have not put their arms around this. They opened, as you said, the shiny new Snapdragon Stadium, 35,000. They played their first game against Arizona, 110-degree weather. At the end of August, it was atrocious conditions, a 1 o'clock day game, and the Aztecs got their brains blown out. And they never recovered from that. They had injuries. They lost all their quarterbacks. They wound up starting a fifth-string quarterback the back half of the schedule. Uh, they just weren't very good offensively, and it kind of turned the town off. So you get got a shiny new stadium, and they open it, and they have one big crowd. And from that point on, as they had struggled and struggled under Brady Hoke's offense and Brady Hoke's quarterback crisis, they had to struggle to get 17000 in the stadium. And this is a marketplace of $3.5 million. Go figure that out. There's 200,000 alums in San Diego County alone. They didn't care. So the big issue is would Pac-12 membership help them recruit a better caliber of player? Would the community respond because it will be Pac-12? I'm, I'm leery about that because there won't be any UCLA or USC to play against. They won't be mm. coming in here, and the Aztecs surely won't be going up there to play. So that that's a big issue as and again, I might be the lone wolf on the street corner bringing this topic up, and I don't think they're very happy with me at State. But what does San Diego State football-wise bring to the Pac-12? Now, that that's an issue. Basketball, hey, you're going to lose UCLA. Here comes Brian Dutcher with Steve Fisher's program. That's pretty good. That might be Elite Eight, Sweet 16, almost on an every-year basis. I do think they bring something there. But there's something not right in America's finest city. Because I would have sworn my mortgage, John, that this community is so angry over the Chargers' ownership for yanking our heritage franchise out of here and taking it to L.A., where nobody pays attention to it, that Charger fans would have put their arms around the program at San Diego State in football. And unfortunately, they have not yet. Maybe Brady Hope's background as a Big Ten guy, having come back from Michigan, maybe that will allow him to open up more recruiting doors, get more big-time players in here, and make it a better program. But... Boy, someone just have to sell me hard that that they bring very much to the football side of the equation if if they are one of the members. The heyday of San Diego State football. Are we talking Dan McGuire, Marshall Falk? What are we talking about? Well, the heyday was actually Don Coriel. Now, that's a long time ago, and that's a litany of really great quarterbacks and guys that went to the NFL. But that was a different world, John. You know that. Uh, you know, the academic requirements to get JUCO players in is very different than it became in the 80s, what it is now in the 2000s. Um, I, that's a long time ago. Marshall Falk was a spectacular thing. I really, I was doing Aztec football at that time in addition to being the voice of the Chargers, John, and I thought they had arrived. I thought next stop would be in the Pac-10 conference because of Falk and what they recruited over a two- or three-year span. They were really good. Uh, you know, they they tied USC when USC was something special, and, and they beat UCLA, and I thought, holy cow, they are right on the brink of greatness, and then it all went away because they did not continue the recruiting. They fired a coach, and, it, you know, it's been up and down, up and down till recently. These guys here, they recruit really good kids. They, quote, coach them up. These are not Pac-12 
12 kids that they're bringing in the front door, but by the time they're done with them, these kids are going to the NFL and making rosters. But it's just, it's just not what it could have been based on what I saw in the early 90s during the Marshall Falk era. They just kind of let it slip away. But the Heritage was Air Coriel way back in the day. But, John, John, that's 50 years ago. Did, did you think the ship has sailed on football in general in San Diego? Because you're right, like in the, in the vacuum created by the Chargers leaving, you would have expected that people in that market focus their attention on something. What did they focus their attention on, Lee? I watch games on TV. Uh, the Chargers used to get 31 ratings on TV here when they played in San Diego, and I was the voice of the team. They get 15 ratings now. That's still pretty decent. But I don't know if those are Charger fans watching to root Justin Herbert or watching to hate the Spanos-owned franchise. Uh, there is nobody, John, in, in the seven years have been gone, I think I have seen Charger gear, people walking around town, fitness centers, shopping malls. I think maybe five times in seven years I've seen anybody wearing anything Charger-related, even even though they've been pretty exciting the last year and a half. So they just the, these fans here watch it on TV. The TV ratings for generic NFL games still pretty good, but they don't, they, they don't follow the NFL team the way they used to follow it, and they surely have not jumped onto the other street corner and are not wearing Aztec red and black, at least in football. In basketball, John, if you're ever looking to kill some time on a weekend and you're coming to San Diego – do it during the college basketball season. You won't bloody believe how crazy Viejas Arena is. It is it is just electric. So they they would bring something really big time to the Pac-12 if it was hoops. God, if they ever added San Diego State and Gonzaga to play basketball, wow. Are we talking though about you know they're competitive in hoops? They you know I looked at the rankings this week and I thought, gosh, San Diego State would be like the third best team in the Pac-12 right now. Uh, behind uh, UCLA and Arizona. Is is it just take a winner, Lee? Are we just talking about San Diego State and football has not been a consistent winner? If they got to the Pac-12, would they then begin to draw to, strap, to Snapdragon Stadium? I think they would because Brady Hook's a pretty good recruiter. I think he's a pretty good coach, even though he came through a controversy-filled season with a lot of problems with quarterbacks and transfers. and you know, We had a rape issue down here that was really ugly and uh, I still think he and the guy before him, Rocky Long, did a phenomenal job. And I think if they put the Pac-12 logo on the calling card, says Brady Hoke, head coach San Diego State, with the Pac-12 logo, he would get into a lot more homes in L.A. and in the Bay Area and get a lot different player. But, you know, they, you know, one of the intangible things that they're dealing with down here, and I think they're dealing with it in places like Laramie and, and maybe Fresno and Boise, et cetera, is the NIL. They don't have the wherewithal and the money to be a player to the magnitude that the Oregon Ducks or maybe Oregon State, what the Huskies are doing in Seattle, and some of the other Pac-12 schools are doing in terms of the kind of financial things they can use as a lever to get these kids to come here. They still don't have that. And I, it's a problem right now at the Mountain West Conference level. Uh, I think it would be a bigger problem, I think, at the Pac-12 level because I do think the NIL now carries clout as it relates to who's going where and why they're going. Lee Hacksaw, Hamilton sportscaster, radio talk show host, writer in the San Diego market, is our guest. Uh, you were there forever. You've been there forever. Uh, tell us what, you know, San Diego State has done some things with the stadium. 
with the university academics, added a doctorate program on campus. Is all of this, in your mind, geared towards they have wanted to be part of the Pac-12 for years and years and years, and now it's their time? Or were they just doing all this stuff because, hey, uh, you know, it's, it's the right thing to do? Well, I think they, they built the stadium because they had to build the stadium because it was falling down. That's item one. Also, campus expansion. They're, they're hoping to get enrollment here in the next decade up to 50,000. And w with the fact that they took over the entire Qualcomm site, some 63 acres, they're going to build academic buildings and, and, and hotels and everything. The stadium was the first item on attractive land, but there's a lot more expansion coming there. So that was all part of a bigger picture of who they wanted to become academically. And by the way, we needed a new stadium, and they got a nice little college stadium. That's not an NFL-related stadium uh, whatsoever. Academically, I think they've gotten stronger and stronger, and I, I, I know you know that's a wink uh, from the chancellors of, of these different schools that we like their academic program. So I think there's intangible things there that are really positive. Somebody has to explain to me, uh, and this is a really tough question to pose for the Pac-12 commissioner if he ever does a Q&A with you guys, is please tell me what, what your game plan is. Are, are you going to expand just to get TV sets? Because if you take the Dallas market, the San Diego market, it's in excess of 4 million TV sets. But, George, if you're going to do that, can you please tell me how many TV sets are tuned to SMU football or San Diego State football? because I don't think there's a hell of a lot. So that's a big issue. Is this strictly a TV market thing? Is it a football program thing? If that's the case, do the Aztecs and SMU really bring anything? Is it a, is it a, a basketball thing that could have great, great feedback? Aztec basketball? Yeah, maybe that would be. Uh, is it strictly a, a footprint thing? These guys would represent us in Southern California, and now suddenly our flag is planted in the Lone Star State of Texas, is that a piece of the equation, but does it carry a lot of clout considering what SMU doesn't represent any longer? I mean, Craig James, Eric Dickerson, the Pony Express, John, that was a long time ago. And San Diego State's great success with Eric Coriel uh, was a long, long time ago. So I just think there's a whole bunch of sidebar questions that need to be asked. Uh, actually, I'm writing a column for my website at this hour before I was talking to you. What I'd like to see, and I don't know how they execute this, I'd like to see the commissioner go to UCLA and go to USC and say, you're exiting this market. You are going to play some home games here, and you're going to play Michigan State and Michigan, Ohio State once every fifth year. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to schedule your non-conference games at USC and UCLA. You schedule Washington. You schedule Oregon. You schedule Oregon State, maybe Stanford or Cal. You keep a relationship with the heritage legacy schools that were left behind when you took the money and ran. I think that would be fascinating if he could execute that, because that would help keep the Pac-12 flag to a degree uh, in the L.A. market. Whether it's doable or not, that's another argument for another time. But uh, Klievkov's got his hands full because he's got to fix the mess that he inherited. He's got to find a way to make Pac-12 really relevant in the, in the city of Los Angeles, aside from the home games that Southern Cal and UCLA will play against the Big Ten boys. And then, then you know, are, are they better served to do San Diego State SMU? Should they have been better served in the middle of the night to raid the Big 12 and take Oklahoma State and maybe Texas Tech or TCU? Maybe that might have been the better way to structure growth and expansion. And then 
Well, the TV network's going to find the Aztecs and the Mustangs really sexy programs for a mega TV contract. So, I mean, this is all like a chain link fence, John. This is all interrelated to me. It's yeah. a really complex mosaic that he's trying to glue together. Yeah, and I think, you know, look, it's it's amplified by the fact you're losing USC and you're losing UCLA, and you cannot replace those with San Diego State with a straight face. So I think what they're trying to do and in the conversations I've had with George Klyovkov is yes. The answer is yes. The media world people tell you that the ratings and the brand are secondary issues. What they want first and foremost is to be able to tell their sponsors and advertisers we can cap X number of television households. So, Lee, to answer the first part of your question, yes, they are interested in the 4 million TV households because they're trying to replace 5.7 million that left in the L.A. market. So they're interested in that. Beyond that, I do think the academic profile is interesting because I think it's going to rule out some potential partners. And, you know, I do think they need the inventory. They need the games. And whether it's putting on San Diego State against Oregon State, Oregon Washington, Washington State, Arizona State, instead of playing USC and UCLA, uh, are they going to get the ratings? No. But they have the inventory. They can sell that to ESPN. They can sell that to Amazon. Beyond that, Lee, you know, you've worked in, in the Pac-12 footprint. You were at uh, Arizona State long time ago, years and years ago, before you came to San Diego. Uh, a lot has changed. Does it appeal to you? Would you tune in? Would you watch to see San Diego State just to see how they fare as a member of the Pac-12? Oh, I would, but then again, I'm like you. I'm a football junkie. That you know, that's part of my DNA. Will the average citizen? Maybe they will. Will the 200,000 alumni who don't go to Snapdragon Stadium? Would they get excited? Maybe they would. But they got to win, you know. And and the most shocking thing to me, and I've kind of gone back and forth and argued with Brady Hoke about this, is we're on the West Coast. There are great high school quarterbacks everywhere. There are high school. There are college quarterbacks who are from here, went someplace else, didn't work out. You need to go into the transfer portal, and you need to get a thrower here. You can't be running Marshall Falk, Rashad Penny, D.J. Pumphrey offense where they run the football 45 times, play defense, and win a game 12-9. to It's just not sexy enough in what was a really good NFL city. And for the old Aztec fans who remember really good football in the Don Coriel era, from the 60s into the 70s where they threw the pill down the field all the time. So that they've got to change the structure of what they're running here, I think, to get sexy to bring John Q. Fan back because they have not come back. Would I watch it? Sure. You know, I, I did USC Trojan football for three years, and I did Arizona State Sun Devil football uh, for the better part of seven years when I worked out of Phoenix. So I understand it. Uh, but things have to change in terms of the approach. But maybe they do change if the Pac-12 logo is on the calling card of Brady Hoke and he goes into these homes where he can he can now get five-star guys to come play here. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a part of me also, John, that says, geez, is, is this going to be sexy for the, in the big picture for the conference if you're adding somebody that just might hope they can compete against Washington State or mm-hmm. Oregon State or a downtrodden Stanford team? Or do you, do you really need impact people? That's... Why well, I circle back to they should have had a middle of the night raid and taken Oklahoma State and, and yeah. TCU or somebody like that out of Texas. Yeah, they did than, in 2010. They they had a they had the in the the inside track on that and didn't pull the trigger. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, it's off topic from what we're talking about, but your pet phrases: show me your lightning bolt, uh, use the line or lose the line. Um, you know, bring your A game. Don't be lame. Uh, 
the origin of all those catchphrases, Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, like people who grew up in the San Diego area, they, they heard that stuff. Have you replaced show me your lightning bolt with anything else? Well, you know, I did sports talk radio here for 28 years, and we invented it, and we were the first ones on, on the West Coast to really make it work. And I, I was lucky enough to come here in kind of a dual position. I came here from Phoenix and Arizona State to be the voice of the Chargers, and we rode the wave of bad football to good football to, geez, we're going to the Super Bowl football. And then they left our radio station, and I wound up losing my gig, and that's how I wound up in the Pacific Northwest freelancing, doing Seahawks football for three years. Hmm. But you just, as a talk show host, you develop things, and it, it, it wasn't front of mind. I wasn't looking to be tricky. It just happened. But when you do talk show radio, and I did four hours a night, John, five days a week, and we loaded it with guests like you and, and athletes and coaches and uh, there wasn't a phone number that I wouldn't call to try to get a guest lined up. You start to develop a following, and I was not a, never ever afraid to pick a fight with somebody or call somebody a name. And you know, some of some of my heritage comments are, you know, Raiders Nation out of jail on bail, call now, or Raider fan on a car phone using a stolen cell phone, call now. Oh. <laughs> they used to call them the silver and black. I'd call them the silver and bleak. And I drive the Raider people absolutely crazy. See, you develop stuff, some call it shtick, to do what you do. And we had a tremendous run. Unfortunately, it, it kind of ended uh, when corporate radio kind of moved into the marketplaces up and down the West Coast and changed the whole concept of local radio. And we could argue and scream about that until uh, the sun goes down. But um, had a good run, really enjoyed it. And then, then I went to TV, and I got the chance to do three years as a, a lead TV sports anchor. Uh, and I had a, a nice run there, and I started my own website. And I'm just going to say you and John are doing a great job on what you're doing covering the Pac-12. And I have a website here, LeeHacksawHamilton.com, and I just started a podcast. No idea what the hell I'm doing, but it's blowing up. I've got like, <laughs> John, I got, I, I got, love it. I, I know you got a lot of a lot of followers because you've been doing it long enough. I got like 1,100 uh, subscribers in 10 weeks since it's been on. Good for so, you. We're just, we're just doing a lot of very unique, different things, and I, I love sports. I love the conference. I just, and again, I cut my teeth at Arizona State as they were kind of coming yeah. in the front door uh, in the aftermath of the whole Frank Cush uh, era, and I was there with John Cooper and and some of and Daryl Rogers and some of these other coaches when the Sun Devils were starting to make a statement and became pretty good for a long period of time. But like anything else, it's cyclical. You have good runs, you have bad runs, etc. But uh, I do love the conference. I hope they make the right decision. I. I'm forever mortified that USC and UCLA would leave loyalty and yeah. heritage behind. Thank goodness, because at one point I really feared Arizona, Arizona State were going to be in the Big 12, or I feared somehow, some way, the Ducks and the Huskies were going to vacate, which I think it would have killed the conference if that had happened. So I'm, I'm glad they've been able to hold them together. I hope they make the right decision going forward with whatever this expansion looks like. Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, you're the best. Thanks for giving us your time. John, my pleasure, and I hope your viewers and followers and listeners will check my website because it'll give you a Southern California perspective. It's a little bit different from what you got going on up in the Pacific Northwest. Hope we can talk again. Be well. Yep, at least LeeHacksawHamilton.com. Love that. Leave it here. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.